0: Chapter 9 of Buffalo Bill from Prairie to Palace. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Brandon. Buffalo Bill from Prairie to Palace by John M. Burke. Chapter 9 Buffalo Bill's Boyhood. Having in the preceding pages given the scenes and conditions, surroundings, and types of characters that made up the theater of action, in which Buffalo Bill bore so prominent a part with the letters from gallant commanders stamping his career with a brand of truth, it is fitting to start my hero from the threshold of boyhood and follow him through his most adventurous and phenomenal life up to the present day, where he stands unchallenged, as the Chevalier Bayard of American bordermen, Buffalo Bill made his debut on the stage of life in a little log cabin situated in the backwoods of Scott County, Iowa. His father and mother were good, honest people, poor in this world's goods, but rich in hope, faith in each other, and the result of their efforts and confidence in the future. While struggling for success as a farmer, Isaac Cody became seriously affected by the California gold fever that raged at that time. A party was organized, an outfit provided, and a start was made. A failure resulted, and all comprising the party returned to their respective homes at LeClaire. Bill was sent to school where he familiarized himself with the alphabet, but further progress was arrested by a suddenly developed love for boating on the Mississippi which occupied so much of his time that he found no convenient opportunity for attendance at school, his parents, however, not having the slightest idea of his self-imposed employment as a boatman. Shortly after his removal to Leclerc, Mr. Cody was chosen Justice of the Peace, then was elected to the legislature, positions which he held with honor, but without profit. A natural pioneer, he hunted for new fields of adventure, and following his inclination, he disposed of a small ranch he owned, packed his possessions in one carriage and three wagons, and started for the plains of Kansas. Mr. Cody had a brother living at Weston, near the Kansas line, a well-to-do merchant of that place, with whom he stopped until he could decide upon a more desirable location for his family. It was on this trip that Buffalo Bill had his first sight of a Negro, of whom he stood in great awe. It was also while on this expedition he ate his first wheat bread, something he had never heard of before, corn-dodgers being the chief staff of life at that time. Mr. Cody remained but a short while at Weston, When he went to the Kickapoo Agency in Leavenworth, Kansas, he established a trading post at Salt Creek Valley while he settled his family upon a ranch nearby. At that time, Kickapoo was occupied by numerous tribes of Indians who were settled upon the reservations and through the territory ran the Great Highway of California and Salt Lake City. In addition to the thousands of gold-seekers who were passing through by way of Fort Leavenworth, there were many Mormons going westward, and this extensive travel made trade profitable. With these caravans were those fractious elements of adventurous pioneering, the typical westerner with white sombrero, buckskin clothes, long hair, moccasined feet, and a belt Full of murderous bowies and long pistols. Instead of impressing him, however, with trepidation, they inspired in him an ambition to become likewise. Their skillful feats of horsemanship, which he witnessed, bred in him a desire to become an expert rider, and when at seven years of age his father gave him a pony, the measure of his happiness was filled to overflowing thenceforth his occupation was horseback riding and he made himself useful to his father in many ways during his early life at this post buffalo bill spent much of his time with the indians who taught him how to shoot with bow and arrow and he joined in their other sports soon learning the kickapoo language more readily than he had his alphabet Being friendly with the Indians, Mr. Cody at times gave them barbecues, at which they indulged in their fantastic war dances, the sight of which excited admiration in the youthful William. It was at this time the Buffalo Bill first met his friend, Alexander Majors, of the freighting firm of Russell and Majors, and he has since then been his lifelong friend. Writers of American history are familiar with the disorders which followed upon the heels of the Enabling Act. The western boundary of Missouri was ablaze with the campfires of intending settlers. Thousands of families were sheltered under the canvas of the ox wagons, awaiting the announcement of the opening of the territory. And when the news was heralded, they poured over the boundary line and deluged the new domain. Those who came from Missouri were intent upon extending slavery into the territory while those who came from illinois iowa and indiana were opposed to bringing slaves into the new territory it was over this question that the border warfare began men were shot down in their homes by the fireside in the furrows behind the plow widows and orphans multiplied the arm of industry was paralyzed The incendiary torch lit up the prairie, burning homes and destroying their storehouses and granaries. Anguish sat on every threshold. Pity had no abiding place. And for several years the besom of destruction rendered every heart on the borderland sad and despondent. In this war of vengeance the Cody family did not escape. One night a body of armed men surrounded the Cody home. "'Knowing what they had come for, Mr. Cody disguised himself "'and walked out of the house and managed to escape. "'Discovering this, the band carried off all the valuables "'in the house and about the premises, "'drove off the horses and Bill's pony among them. "'But the pony escaped and came back to his young master. "'Learning that another attempt was to be made to capture Mr. Cody, "'having learned of his hiding place,' Mrs. Cody started Bill off on his pony to give warning to his father of his danger. The boy had ridden only a few miles when he came upon a party of men camped at the crossing of Stranger Creek. Hearing one of them call out, "'That is Cody's son! Catch him!' The brave lad instantly started to dash through them, knowing that it was a matter of life and death to his father. He was instantly pursued but eluded capture, joined his father— and warned him of his danger. From that time on, Mr. Cody's visits to his home were made secretly, and soon after it was that he lost his life, dying from the effects of a wound he received. After the death of his father, though a mere boy, Buffalo Bill applied for employment to Mr. Alexander Majors, of the firm Majors and Russell, Overland Freighters, Mr. Major said to him, Billy, my boy, I will give you twenty-five dollars a month as messenger, and this sum is what I pay a man for the same work. Bill gladly accepted the offer, and at ten years of age began work. For two months, mounted on a little gray mule, Bill's duties were to herd cattle. At the end of that time, he was paid his fifty dollars in one-half-dollar pieces— and putting the bright silver coins into a sack he started for home, feeling himself a millionaire. Every dollar of that money he gave to his mother. Thus began his services for the firm of Majors and Russell. Afterward, Russell, Majors, and Waddell, in whose employ he spent seven years in different capacities, such as messenger, wagon master, pony express rider, and stage driver. End of chapter 9 Recording by John Brandon